Welcome to Real Talk. I am Ambassador Curtis Ward. In this broadcast, I will be sharing my perspectives on Jamaican diaspora, engagement, and national development. It is important that we take some time to reflect on the role of the Jamaican diaspora in national development and on the perception, in fact, reality, that there's a lack of meaningful engagement by government and the private sector of the country, which members of the diaspora call home. What I say about Jamaica and its diaspora could very well apply to every Caribbean country and their relationships with their diasporas. In Jamaica's case, there should never be any disconnect or dissonance on the importance of the diaspora to the country's political, economic, and social development. The diaspora's role in all areas are well known, but only a few who have bothered to examine the history of the relationship. Let me state emphatically, Jamaicans who travel and reside abroad do so to seek opportunities for themselves and their families. They never abandon their homeland, and many continue to own a piece of the rock, physically, and always, for most, the entire rock, emotionally. Jamaica as a nation was birthed and nurtured by Jamaicans in the diaspora in the 1930s by leaders of the Jamaica Progressive League, a diaspora organization. Their advocacy resulted in the organization of the People's National Party, a nationalist political movement which advanced self-government for Jamaica. In the 1970s, when Jamaica was experiencing external threats, particularly from the United States, a patriotic group of Jamaicans formed the National Association of Jamaican and Supportive Organizations, NAJASA, to defend Jamaica's sovereignty and right to self-determination as a young independent country. I had never before or since experienced such patriotic fervor as I saw among my fellow Jamaicans from the United States. They advocated on behalf of Jamaica in the corridors of power and influence in the United States. Jamaica's first national hero, the Honorable Marcus Mazal Garvey, was a member of the Jamaican diaspora. Two of Jamaica's other national heroes, Sir Alexander Bustamante's and Norman Mandis, early years were spent as members of the diaspora. And former prime ministers, Michael Manley and Edward Ciara, personally experienced life in the diaspora. Mr. Ciara was born of diaspora parents in the United States, may not have been taken by his parents to Jamaica at three months old, 
Had it not been for the stock market crash in 1929, which crushed the economic dreams of his father, who was of Jamaican Lebanese descent, a trader who had migrated with his wife to the United States. Mr. Seattle later studied in the United States before returning to Jamaica to engage in Jamaican politics. Like many others in the Jamaican diaspora, the Seattle's migrated to the U.S. in search of economic opportunities. They followed the money and their dreams. Jamaicans in the diaspora are ranked among the best in every field, from laborers, janitors, housekeepers, and in tradecraft, in the professional ranks in nursing and medicine, accountants, lawyers, architects, and engineers, in academia, social and scientific research, in civic and political advocacy and activism, and in law enforcement and military services. Yet, there's often a perception, more of a reality, that Jamaican governments and the private sector have spurned Jamaican diaspora expertise by their failures to effectively engage the Jamaican diaspora. To paraphrase what former Prime Minister P.J. Patterson said many years ago, Jamaica is a country without borders. And wherever Jamaicans are, so is Jamaica. Mr. Patterson recognized the value and the importance of diaspora engagement in national development. He understood that Jamaica needed what the diaspora had to offer in expertise and treasure. He understood the potential influence over policymaking by governments in the countries they reside, particularly as those policies affected relationships with Jamaica. He began a process for meaningful engagement. And for the first time, a minister was appointed in the government with specific responsibility for diaspora affairs in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And the first diaspora conference was convened by the Patterson government in 2004 in Kingston, Jamaica. Many in the diaspora embraced the biennial diaspora conferences which followed. But most are disappointed that the outcome and follow-on actions by respective governments have not met their expectations. Most disturbing is that the current government is broadly perceived as primarily interested in the annual remittances from the diaspora, which is now in the region of three billion US dollars annually, with little interest in diaspora expertise. Diaspora remittances saved Jamaican economy from total collapse during 2020 and 2021, the worst years of the coronavirus pandemic. Diaspora organizations and individuals who have traditionally provided significant support to the health and education sector 
rallied to provide even greater assistance to these sectors during the pandemic. The diaspora has been like first responders when a natural disaster hits the island, not only with their own resources, but by using their influences and contacts to garner support from governments and corporate interests to help their country. Members of the diaspora, individually and collectively, always answer the call when Jamaica and Jamaicans at home are in need. One of the greatest needs in Jamaica today is finding a solution to the crime problem. There's an abundance of law enforcement and social expertise in the diaspora. Members have offered to help. The current government unexplainably has eschewed diaspora help to deal with crime and security and the social ills which are drivers of crime. Perhaps at the 2022 Diaspora Conference, being held to coincide with Jamaica's celebration of its independence Diamond Jubilee, the government will demonstrate a willingness to find opportunities to meaningfully engage diaspora and put forward a plan of action that it will execute. The diaspora is tired of talk and promises. Thank you for listening to Real Talk. I am Ambassador Curtis Ward.